0: Of Ramsey Solutions broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. This is The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ramsey personality, co host of The Ramsey Show and co host of Smart Money Happy Hour. With me, the new podcast that's out, George Camel.
1: It's real, Rachel. We did it. This Wait. has been an idea for many, many, many months. And it's out there now for all to enjoy. The first two episodes of Smart Money Happy Hour released yesterday. Proud to announce number one in the business charts, number thirty-two overall out of two
0: and a half million podcasts. Was it thirty-three last hour?
1: It just keeps it on just moving. Ticked
0: up a little bit. So Thanks, thank you America. all for listening,
1: for your feedback, for the reviews, for the five stars. We appreciate it.
0: Hope you enjoy it. Have a little entertainment when it comes it's casual. to. Pop it's culture, easy conversation, and some money. While so you, you're on
1: your run, while you're in the car.
0: You'll learn something. You won't even know you learned it. You learned something. You'll it's you'll like learn Inception. Something, but you won't even realize you've learned. Like this show, we give you the facts. It's a spoonful of sugar. We got That's right. But the Smart Money smart, Happy Hour, you know, it's great. Check it so out. Make sure to check Wherever it out. Wherever
1: you listen to podcasts.
0: All right. So we're going to the phones this hour. We have Claudia in Detroit to start us off. Hey, Claudia. Welcome to the show. Hi there.
2: I uh, want you to know I realize I have learned much from you and your father, so thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. How can yes. we help today? And George, I'm not ignoring you. I've,
1: I've <laughs> oh, it's too. fun. <laughs> I was just enjoying the sentimental moment between you guys. I love it. How right. can we here's help?
2: My, here's my <laughs> dilemma. Uh, my mother's 84. She has an $86,000 interest-only loan on her home. Um. I've been trying to help her since my dad passed six years ago to really be tight on everything. She is tight. She is not a spendthrift but the numbers are hard and Mm -hmm. you know, with an interest only the variable rate, it, we knew it was coming, right? We knew it was going to raise. I checked into last year trying to get it refinanced and the problem was she couldn't afford a traditional payment of a, you know, a true mortgage. So my question is, um, should I take money out of my mutual fund to pay it off? Um, you know, assuming that then of course I would first cash out my emergency fund and the savings we have, sorry, but you can imagine this is emotional. Yeah. Um, -hmm. but then I'm like, I don't really know what would be the tax ramifications for me. Like if I take that money out, then where do I go from there? Um, is that going to affect me? I talked to her today. I said, Mom, I could, you know, you and I could do DoorDash where I, like, I'm truly doing it, but I'm I'm driving and she's with me, so she's going to have it on her income level, right? Mm-hmm. She's 84. Yeah. Uh, I've got three brothers. They all help. They all are very good. They're we're united, but at the same time, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what's the smartest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, Claudia. Well, number 1, putting yourself in a terrible financial position is not the solution. So we have to find more options here. You looked into refinancing? Is there could, could we downsize her? Is there an apartment or a condo that we could move her into with a much more reasonable mortgage that then maybe the kids can help you know,
2: with? You I you couldn't find anything cheaper than what she's paying in the interest only. I mean, right now it's like even though it went up, it's 438. It went from 274 in January to now 438. But obviously they, they raised rates again yesterday. So
1: the problem is with the interest only me. mortgage, she's never going to touch the principal.
2: Yeah, I believe me. I know that.
1: So, <laughs> so it. it seems like it's a good number, but yeah. we're not making any progress at all.
0: How is she eating,
2: Claudia? She's like where gonna,
0: where is she getting where does she have money to live off of?
2: Social Security and a very small like $260 uh, pension. Okay.
1: So what does that add up to per month?
2: So we're talking twenty five fifty a month. Okay. okay. What and other bills does she have? So she does have the car and um, I tried to not get her into a new lease, but um, we couldn't find something that would work for her. And, you know, I how often is she driving around
1: not, at eighty-four?
2: Every day, I would say she goes somewhere every day. You know,
1: like doctor or grocery store or hanging out with friends. Yeah. What's she doing?
2: Church, right? Grocery store, doctor, church. She goes and walks. She's very conscious about staying as healthy as she can and active.
1: I think we got to get hard. out of this lease. Does she have any other debt?
2: No other debt.
1: Okay. W- what if we could, the kids could scrape together and buy her a used car and we get out of this lease situation to free up some of that income and see what she could afford then as far as housing?
2: Yeah, that, that would probably be a good idea. I wish we would have done it before she could put it, but yeah, that might work.
1: Because at this point, we we can't just let her do whatever she wants while we finance it because she's broke. And so this No, is and gonna,
2: she's not that way. I mean, my parents are godly people, but... They had a major flaw in money, and they laid up treasure for us in heaven where it will be, never be destroyed. And I get totally what you're saying. There's no excuse making going on here, but... But taking out a lease at 84
1: that. is not helping anyone, especially herself. Does she know that? This lease is hurting her? Uh,
2: yeah, I don't think... You know, you wouldn't be able to have a conversation without her knowing that. Yeah, she she knows they screwed up major on finances. That's okay, um, hey, we're
1: not here to shame her. I'm just here to help her get out of this lease to free up her income, because that payment could be helping her afford housing.: Right. So what right. is that payment every month?:
2: The lease payment is uh, let's see here, but that'd be 314 a month. So that extra
1: 3.14 coming in every month, would that help her afford a mortgage if we switch to a conventional mortgage?
2: Um, you know, it still was it was over $1100 when I did it last fall when rates were lower.
1: What is the mortgage
0: size?
2: $86,000. What's the equity in the home? If she sold uh, it today, well, how, much could, how much could how much could she sell it for yeah, today? It, on Zillow it says 130. I would say we clear it by 120 for sure. That's okay. what I say. And Claudia, I mean, th-
0: just given her situation everything um how terrible this mortgage is um i mean i i would be tempted just to, to sell get her out and free up her life out of this terrible mortgage uh yeah fix the car situation and then look to see okay yeah what is something just and again you know she's um you know she's in her early 80s so she still could have a great ten years left, right? Another decade if she's healthy. Um, so finding something for okay, well, we have ten years left. You know, just in, just as a um, as a math equation to look to say, okay, what's a what, what's a small condo, nothing fancy, anything? in-law and, suite
1: with one of the kids if she's able-bodied. Yeah, driving around because
0: because Claudia, yes, cashing out any retirement on your end would not be smart. Wiping out your emergency funds. And putting your family at risk, which is so generous, and I hear your heart in it, is so good, but it doesn't help the situation because she's still going to have this terrible loan still attached to her that she's going to have to make payments on, but it's not even hitting the principal. So if I were her and you guys, I'd sell everything, the car and the house, get the equity and go find something small. and we are taking your calls on your life your money your career your relationships anything and everything so give us a call at 888-825-5225 up next is jared in baltimore hey jared welcome to the show
3: hey george hey rachel i am giant fan of the show Uh, i've been watching every day uh um you guys definitely set me up for my financial life. I actually started taking the course in high school. And so oh, yeah. I'm 25 now. Wow. Um, yes. So I wanted to ask a question, but um, I think I didn't really see a good answer on. So. I'm looking to upgrade my car. I have a 2006 Toyota Corolla. That's what's up. Um, and it's still it's still ticking, but uh, it's got 150,000 miles. And that's it? I'm looking toward the future.
0: George, stop. <laughs> that's Jared low for a Corolla. Jared needs a new Corolla. car. If he's been doing this since he was in high school, he's going to be fine. I was impressed
1: because it's an 06. It should have more miles than that. So that's pretty good. That's pretty oh, bad. you're yeah, saying yeah. for the year. <laughs> okay, Jared. Well, way to go, man. <laughs> 25, driving an 06. That takes a, that takes a lot of swallowing your That's pride. That's
0: when George and I graduated high school.
1: 06? Oh my gosh. I was 07. You, you got a were, year on me. oh, yeah. okay. That's all right.
0: We're young. We're, so, the, we're the young crew. Jared,
1: you've been following this stuff since high school and so hopefully you have no debt in an emergency fund?
3: Absolutely, yeah. Love it. Um, and I make about 80000 a year. Love it. Uh, and I have about forty saved. And my question is, like, I, I know I've heard Dave you know, he, he, he tells us to not purchase a car more than half of our annual income, but it still just feels like a lot um, spending 40. So I was like, I was looking at the market and especially right now, like used cars are still crazy. I know it's going down, but um, like, what would be a number that you guys would see just given my income and how much I have saved and no debt, um, how much would you guys feel safe?
1: I mean, you're you're right on ago? with your parameters there. But again, $40,000 when you've been driving an 06 Corolla, it, you feel like you're, you're going to buy a Maserati. So do you have a car in mind? Yeah. I would more focus on what, what's the car that I would like to buy and then what year, make, model, mileage am I looking at to get it within a decent parameter? So that's how we look at this is just those ratios. We just don't want too much of your world tied up in a car. Yeah,
0: because it's $40,000 include your emergency fund, Jared. Like is all of that or is this just for a car specifically?
3: Oh no! This is just this is just for for a car. Like I've been saving. And do yeah. you have any other upcoming um,
1: goals? Are you in a house? Or are you wanting to put a down payment?
3: Yeah, see, that, that's the thing. Like that was the other thing that was floating around in my head was like settling down and getting into a house. But I mean, I'm kind of in a situation right now where um, I'm dating somebody and we're getting pretty close to marriage. And so like I don't know if I want to settle down for a house just no, yet. No, um, no.
1: No, you don't need to buy a house yeah, right now. But the question is, how much of that could be used towards a down payment?
0: And in, in twelve month mu- in twelve months, twelve yeah, to eighteen two to two
1: years from now, when you have twenty thousand sitting there, and you bought a twenty thousand dollar car.
3: It, exactly, yeah, and that's kind of the idea I've been throwing around. The um, you're probably going to laugh, but the car I want is just
0: another Corolla, just a Yes, new one. <laughs> great. You're going to laugh at that.
3: That was Toyota
0: my goal. Has my heart. I love Toyota.
1: I was driving a Honda Civic, and I, my dream was a Honda Accord. That was me yeah. really dreaming big. That's great. And it's a gr- I mean, that's a great car. Okay, so, so have you w- seen what those cost?
3: Yeah. So I wanted the the new crossover that, that they made. Uh, and I think they start at around 30, um, for brand new, but obviously like I could get the, I think they're, they're pretty new. So, I mean, I think the oldest I could get is like a two year old used one. I think those run between 30 and 35, but like I said, you know, the used car market's kind of crazy, but would you guys recommend spending less? Like you said, in saving some of it?
1: It just depends on how. So if you have no current plans to get into that house, and obviously you have that savings muscle built up. So when it comes time for you to get that down payment, I think you're going to do it really quickly. And so I'm not as worried about that. I think a $30,000 car is reasonable for how hard you've worked and how diligent you've been. So the, what I don't want you to do is feel guilty after you buy it and have you know, buyer's remorse because you've, you've earned this, man. You're doing it the right way. So I well, would I make that your goal. That, yeah. Say, hey, can I get it for thirty instead of thirty-five? Let me try to really do my research, do my due diligence, and find that that quote deal. And of course, make sure you get a pre-purchase inspection, uh, and don't fall for any of their warranties and fees and all these yeah. things are adding on. Yeah,
0: because the hard thing is, even if mm-hmm. the brand new one's thirty, so much of the markup right now still within dealerships is still insane. So, um, yeah, finding something that is reasonable, probably used. Um, how much do you think you can get for your? for your current car.
3: Yeah. And you know, I thought about that too. I mean, it's in pretty good shape. I looked at the Kelly blue book. I mean, I think it's like around 6,000. So I could end up, which is awesome. Yeah.
1: Which makes you're going to be spending, you know, 24 to 28 on this thing out of pocket.
3: Yeah. True.
1: So that'll make you feel a little bit better about it, but I I would not feel guilty. You're still gonna have money left over for a down payment that you can then stack on top of that. You've done this thing so well, man. You're just a like the poster child of I what know. it looks like to follow these steps early.
0: Well done, Jared. Some people take the high school class and they just laugh at us, make fun of us, don't listen.
1: Oh yeah, Go rack high up schoolers. a bunch of
0: debt and you, Jared, you listened. And now you get to go buy you reap the a new car because you have no debt, you have a fully funded emergency fund and you are just killing it it's awesome all right up next is sabrina in new jersey hey sabrina welcome to the show
4: hi how are you guys today
0: we're doing well how can we help
4: um i just recently moved back home um i was in a pretty bad relationship and um, we were living together and i moved back home well, like six weeks ago so i just got a job but i have So much debt. Um, (laughs) I have student loans. Um, Foolishly, I got two cars, and both of them went into repo. Mm. I have a couple credit card bills, some things in collections, and I owe some family members. Um, And I don't know where to start, and I don't know how to manage, and it's a little overwhelming. Um, And I just wanted to see how and where to start, essentially.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, kudos to you for moving back home and getting out of the situation you were in. It did not sound um, good from how you described it. So I think that's that's a remarkable, really courageous step uh, that you've done. And yeah, and I'm excited you called because it kind of feels like this fresh start for you, right? Um, from that side and to say, okay, I'm ready to get my my money in order for the first time ever so can you give us some numbers sabrina of where you're at i know you said you had a lot of debt you just listed them out do you have specific numbers for each of these
4: um not all of them i have about 112 in 112k in student loans okay. um I, the two cars just went to repo like maybe two months ago i haven't got letters to see how much i owe on how the much cars. roughly do you think it'll um, be maybe 10 to 15 each okay so let's say 30 max okay um uh, my credit card bills i have four thousand in credit cards um i owe family members around 8k okay um and collections i don't necessarily know exactly how much but i know it's ballpark around two
0: around two thousand are those is that credit cards that the things that are in collections
4: no, um, the apartment, I'm sorry, the, the home that we were renting was in my name, um, and he stopped paying bills and things like that, and because it's in my name, you know. Yep, you get the brunt you get that. kicked yep. out of somewhere,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> so what are you making with this new job? Uh, 70. Great. Okay. And
4: is it in your field, that
1: of the degree that you got?
4: Um, essentially, I, I have, um... A master's in public health, but I'm 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 in the healthcare field, but more in an auditing capacity. Okay, cool.
0: um Do you have any savings, Sabrina? Any cash, just in the bank? No, no. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, what we teach to start out, your very first goals. I want you caught up on anything, so I want you dealing with the collections aspect. Um, looking to see, okay, where can I throw any extra money to just get this house out, the 2000 I want it out of your life because you're not connected to that life anymore, and I want you out of that as soon as possible. And it's one of the lowest on the list, which is great. And then your next goal is to save up a $1,000 emergency fund. And then after you do that, you're going to list out all of these debts, smallest to largest. So you're going to knock out the credit cards. You're going to knock out the family loan. You're going to deal with the car loans after that. And then you're going to knock out that student loan. And with your income, it's going to take you a little bit. But I want you to get an extra job, Sabrina. And I want you to go crazy. Hold on. Jenna's going to pick up. She's going to give you a 12-month membership to Financial Peace University, which has every dollar a budgeting app, to walk through it. Good luck, Sabrina.
3: Or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Up next, we have Michael in Canada. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show.
5: Hi, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Michael. How can we help?
5: Uh, yeah, no. So um, I am um, a millionaire, um, and uh, recently uh, my mom passed away about a couple months mm. ago, and I'm I'll sorry. be inheriting some money. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I'll be inheriting um, about five hundred thousand, and just trying to decide what to do with that. Um, yeah.
1: Wow. Well, sorry to hear about your mom's passing. Yeah. It sounds like good money management uh, runs in your gene pool, which is really cool to see that she left that kind of legacy.
5: Yeah, well, we grew up really poor. So I, you know, it's just, um, I think we, because we grew up poor, we were just kind of, uh, you know, um, learned to manage your money better kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you guys
1: have changed your family tree. So $500,000. Mm-hmm. What is your next money goal? Yeah. Where are you at in the baby steps?
5: Uh, I guess I'm. I have no debt, um, and just the mortgage, um, uh, my personal mortgage, um, uh, real estate. Cool. I do have business um, real estate as well, and there's debt on that, but that is in a company, and so it's managed differently.
1: Okay, what's left on your personal residence?
5: About five hundred and forty-five
1: thousand. Oh wow! So you could almost knock this thing out. Do you have cash in the bank on top of that? I do. Yes. How much?
5: Uh, so, um, personally, about uh, $20,000. No, actually, $30,000. 30, okay.
1: Is that beyond the emergency fund or is that included?
5: That's including the emergency fund. And then uh, beyond that would be just that 20000 in the checking account.
1: Okay. So, I mean, if I'm in your shoes... I'm throwing that most of that at the mortgage. I mean of course there's only three things you can do with this money give it, save it and spend it. So I would look at giving some of it with generosity. I would look at you know spending some of it and enjoying it and then I'd look at throwing the rest of it at the mortgage to clear this this thing. What's your mortgage payment every month? Uh,
5: 2,400 a month.
1: Yeah think about that coming back into your life in the next probably the next six months you can have a fully paid for house. What's the house worth?
5: Uh, About 845.
1: Wonderful. And then what do you have in retirement?
5: Um, So I guess like the, um, so I have nine rental properties. So that's kind of towards our retirement and legacy planning. And then in Canada, we have RSPs and TFSAs. um, um, So um, I have about 250,000 in that. My wife has about two hundred thousand, and then we have our business account. So, in retained earnings, she has about two hundred seventy-five in her account, and I have about seventy-three thousand in, in the account. Wow! And um, yeah, so just kind of. Nice. So I was just wondering, do I? I, I I've gotten wealthy through uh, the real estate business, and I work as well. So it's kind of something. that because we were poor, I just started investing when I was 25 years old, and just kind of—it's
0: amazing—you like, went hard, like man. Nobody
5: else so that I can live yeah. like right, yeah. So, um, so basically, I'm like real estate is kind of where I'm comfortable, like investing um, outside of you know whatever's in the RSPs and things like that. Sure. So it was just kind of like, should I buy more real estate as a rental so that you know for my retirement savings and um, legacy planning. You know, kind of building my own pension, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Are the nine
0: rental properties that you have, Michael? Are they all paid for?
5: No, they're um, they are leveraged. They're about uh, forty percent debt to equity. So I have about two point nine one million dollars in real estate. Of that, uh, I owe about one point one eight five. So I have about one point seven two five million. in equity in
0: those. Yeah, yeah, that's great.
1: I would still focus on the personal and start paying off that primary residence, and then I'd work my way paying off the rentals.
4: Right. I want you to have that kind of peace on the bed that you sleep in. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah, so that's what... Yeah, we're
4: we're not financially stressed by...
5: Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, 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 yeah, and I know, and you guys are in a great position. What you've done... Thus far I mean it's It's impressive Um, You've done an Incredible job You have a great Income You guys are Diversified You have Real estate You got uh, Your retirement You guys are Wise Yeah you're Feeling good You don't feel You don't feel The pinch um, Like you're saying But I would Encourage you There's just This factor When it comes To money And it comes To debt that it can't be put on a spreadsheet and there is just something to be said about this freedom when you don't owe anyone anything and you have complete say over what goes on and so um that's that's the prime one of the primary messages we talk about uh, about on this show and so it makes us a little weird because I know the real estate game and you know you can make great money doing it but you also have You have risks still into play um over a million dollars you know with the with the rentals even though i know they're great and you have i'm sure you have tenants and everything's working fine but there is still that level of risk there that you have and so to be able to use this money from your mom um to set you guys up even better um to do things that you probably thought were never even possible uh it it it's an incredible thing that you can use this money as a tool to help get you guys there. So I'm with George. I would, I would throw it at, um, I would throw it at, at your primary residence. I mean, I feel like you guys, um, are enjoying life. Like you said, like we don't feel stressed. I'm sure you're enjoying life. So you could spend some of it, but I feel like you're spending some money anyways. Uh, giving is always a great piece, uh, and a needed piece in this formula as well, Michael. So if you guys aren't in the habit of being generous, this could be a great start in using some of this money um, that your mom left to, to give some of that. But I would throw, yeah, majority of it at your primary residence. I would pay it off and just get that mortgage knocked off, and just that freedom. I mean, there again, there is just something to be said when you just don't have that mortgage payment and then start looking at the rental income, so or the rental properties that you have and start working your way out of debt on those, and and then. The amount of money that you'll have coming in from not just your income, but not having payments and the passive income from paid for real estate—I mean, it just snowballs from there of what you can do—and that's a that's a huge legacy to leave uh, your family because you guys are on the path. I mean, you're you're doing a you're doing a great job when it comes to the numbers, that's but I no would just question. I would I would turn a few of those knobs and and get out of debt quickly. It's a good word. That's right. Okay, so, George, we I feel like we have a lot of things going on from the Smart Money Happy Hour Yep, uh, that launched yesterday, Check. our new podcast. Uh, we also have some events that are yeah. in the making, which is so fun. We had a lo- great
1: time in Phoenix with two sold-out building wealth events.
0: Yes, we did two nights in Phoenix, so thank you, Phoenix. That was a really fun, uh, a fun, fun two nights uh, with about 3,000 people each night. And... Getting able to talk about building wealth, which is uh, always so exciting. But one of the other events that we have coming up it's the big dog is our SMART conference in Dallas, Texas, Saturday, October 22nd. And we've just found that when you do anything big in life, whether it's building wealth, whether you're losing weight, whether you're looking for a total career shift and changing your job, whether you want to overcome stress and anxiety that you've been dealing with. I mean, all of these things uh, can seem impossible. But when you have a plan and you know what you're doing, it helps in all areas of your life. So whether you've lost your job or the credit card bills are eating up your payments or you're feeling alone in this crazy world, whatever it may be, I would encourage you to come to our smart conference again in Dallas, Texas, Saturday, October twenty second. It'll be full
1: Saturday event. Yes, it's this is all, no joke.
0: All day event with Dave Ramsey, Dr. John Zalone, Ken Coleman, Christina Ellis, George Camel, myself, and Pastor Craig Groeschel and his wife Amy. They're going to be talking about marriage. So we're talking about your money, your relationships, personal growth, career. So join us live before tickets sold out, before they sell out. This is because, an arena
1: event, and it will sell out. Yeah, so
0: don't go miss to com slash events to reserve your seat today. I was joking with John yesterday on the show that he could say long keynote. Did you see his Oh, 10? yeah,
1: yeah. John's well, he's, on stage he's long-winded. For,
0: for about 45 minutes. George and I don't get that amount of time, but we'll be there. We say more in less time. 30 minutes. <laughs> I know, but it's going to be fun. It. It's a blast. Yeah, hope you can join us. the ramsey show i'm rachel cruz hosting this hour with ramsey personality george at campbell you want
1: to tell him what just happened rachel <laughs>
0: i just had a mouthful of chocolate chip cookie that's right
1: <laughs> Freshly baked from the Ramsey Cafe over here, Baker Street. So, reminder to all of you who are coming through Nashville or want to make a trip, we have guests every single day right here in our lobby. We've created a fan experience. You can buy books. Otherwise, everything's free. You get a free mug, free cookies, free coffee drinks. And I know they
0: gave out mugs.
1: Yeah. We signed one earlier. You saw well, it. I
0: did, yeah, I, did. I just said they free. were free.
1: Absolutely. Oh, one okay per family. I'm so, sipping on
0: an Americano as we speak. And a fresh baked chocolate chip cookie. And
1: so frugal. It's all free for guests all and free. for Rachel as well.
0: When we host, we get to. the are MCT members. It did smell amazing out there.
1: I know. It's tantalizing.
0: Pretty fun. pretty fun. But yeah, come visit us for sure. We're right outside of Nashville. A lot of people that come to Nashville for just the tourism. Bachelorette parties. Do you know what I saw? Church
1: conferences. Yeah. There's a <laughs> spectrum.
0: There's a lot. Uh, there, I need to show you at the break, but there was a funny Twitter or a video on Twitter about it was like this trailer and it sounded like the guy from discovery channel he's like a deep british accent oh yeah and he's like and they st- you know as the sun goes down they stop to come out and it's and it's about the bachelorette. oh <laughs> my Nashville,
1: goodness all the- so- we call them the woo girls because they're always going woo, <laughs> woo! <laughs> everywhere they go
0: <laughs> all right oh my gosh but come to Asheville; it's pretty fun pretty fun it's a wild time it's a wild time all right going to the phones this hour we have alex in minneapolis hey alex welcome to the show
6: Hey, Rachel and George, how are you guys doing?
0: We're doing well. Thanks for calling.
6: Yeah, thank you. It's awesome to be here.
0: Thanks so, so much. I got
6: a question. Um, I'm a 20-year-old college student. And I have no debt, and I'm looking to make my first car purchase. I just want to make sure it's a financially responsible decision. Okay. Um, so the car I'm looking at is $20,000, and I have the cash to pay for it. Um, I make about $32,000 a year. And I have about a $70,000 net worth. Um, and I'm currently living at
1: home. What do you guys think? You want my honest answer or do you want me to make you feel good? <laughs> I can do either.
0: Do both. I want, I want to see Maybe both.
1: Somewhere, so, somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. Alex, <laughs> I answer these questions as if I was in your shoes. And at 20 years old as a college student, I would not buy a $20,000 car making $32,000 with a 70000 net worth. You laid out all the numbers for me. And I don't don't know, looking on paper, when you go, should a guy with a $70,000 net worth have 20 of that tied up in a depreciating asset that goes down in value every single year? Mm -hmm. That's a lot of your world and a lot of your income. You know, think about how many paychecks that took to get to $20,000, and now it's going into a car that's going to get bumped and dinged and scratched up, especially at 20 years old. That's when I got into the majority of my accidents was in that first, you know, five, seven years of driving. So I don't, I don't think you need a $20,000 car right now while you're in college. I would wait until, you know, maybe you're out of college. Now we're making $50,000. Now it makes more sense to purchase a $20,000 car. You can upgrade, sell the old one, and get that newer one.
0: Yeah. How are you finishing college, Alex? How are you cash flowing it?
6: Uh, so the first couple years are covered by financial aid. Yeah. So that's really right. nice. Good and then the last two years, my, my parents uh, are paying for it.
0: Very nice. Cool. How much how much more school do you have left?
6: Uh, I'm currently uh, entering my uh, sophomore
1: year. I'm in my sophomore year.
0: You're in your sophomore year. Okay, so you have two more years of school left. Yep. Yeah, that's great.
1: And you don't have a car right now. No. Do you need a car on campus?
0: Yeah. Uh, do, do you go to really school nice yeah.
6: near? Well, I'm yeah. just wondering how he's been yeah. getting around Come so on, far,
1: George. How have you been yeah. getting around? I don't so have far? a car.
6: So I actually, so <laughs> I actually do online school. So I work it from home.
0: Oh.
1: oh okay <laughs> so you're borrowing like a family car right now yeah i'm basically using dad's car right now okay yeah cool, cool. you
0: need your own car what
1: kind of car were you looking at that was twenty thousand dollars uh 2017 audi a4 20 se- that's a nice car it's a great car so here's what i would do and so, could you split original, the difference
6: sorry, split the difference could you get yeah, a an older car. audi yeah, I could. So originally my initial budget that I had set was anywhere from about 15 to 20,000 and 20,000 was, you know, my, my upper, upper limit. Um, I don't know. something special about this car is that I found that I did the looked on Kelly blue book and it's actually several thousand dollars underneath the the uh, fair market value or whatever. Yeah. So that's one thing that kind of tempted me into possibly buying it, but I totally get what well, you're
1: saying. It's not an investment, so I wouldn't look at it as I'm yeah. getting a killer deal and I'm going to resell it and make a profit. You want to drive this thing and it's going to go down in value over time. So exactly. So I would, I would lean towards that 15 yeah, as my too. upper, upper limit and that's after all taxes and fees. And also remember this, that Audi, the repair costs on those cars is astronomical. So you've got to be prepared yep. with a big emergency fund to cover when that car's in the shop.
0: And Alex, here's the deal too. Yep. Uh and I don't want to like blame it on your age, but it is like the season of life you're in. If you were making a $100,000 or something, you know, then we'd be like, yeah, go get it. That's great. It's be- partly because of your income. So we would say to to spend no more than half of your annual income on a car. So that gets you at that like kind of 15, 16,000 range, which you have to cash for, which is great. So I would, I would look more there. You're not going to, you won't go into financial ruin if you spend twenty thousand and get this car. But what's the what's the wisest thing for Alex? And part of it too, Alex, I would really push into, which is not fun to talk about, but it's true, is just this idea of like of, of delayed gratification. A little bit of hey, I have the ability mm-hmm. to do this. It's probably not the smartest, wisest move. So what if I did back off and I did something different? And you had a little bit of this kind of almost a self control talk with yourself. Um, just to say, what, what if I did something a little different and then I look up in five years and go get a, an Audi that's three years newer than when you're looking at now, right? When you're making better money. But there's a, there's a character building process too. Uh, and when you can get that down at 20 years old and tell yourself, Hey, what if I did kind of limit back and what if I made a smarter decision and spent more like 15 on a car right now and then fast forward again three four years we could be talking something totally different because your numbers of your income are going up but you've done a fantastic job Alex I mean you're in a great position through scholarships and your parents hard work of getting through school debt free you have a net worth of seventy thousand dollars which is great you have twenty thousand saved I would just keep doing what you've been doing because so far it's working but I would I would it down the car sale uh, a little bit more and and partly for the math, but also it's kind of a great exercise as a 20 year old guy to be like, OK, I'm going to do something different. I want to do this. And again, it's not going to put you in financial ruin, but I could do something a little bit wiser and go a little bit slower. And that patience will get you far. We were just talking at the break um, about the fruits of the spirit, man George were oh, yeah? about this new project that he's he might be working on. And patience is in there. And there is something about patience that our culture doesn't have. We want it now. We want it now. And that's even the debt snowball process. Like when people are getting themselves out of debt and some of you listening right now are in the middle of your debt-free journey and it doesn't happen overnight. It feels easier to be like, oh my gosh, I just want to go take a home equity line of credit and just get rid of my credit cards, you know, but we say, don't move your debt around, pay it off, like be focused and look and pay it off. And it's a journey, and it takes patience. But every time people come on this on this stage, George, to do their debt-free screams, they, you're a different person. You're a different person. Something in your character happens when you take patience into the equation, whether it's getting out of debt, saving up and paying for something, waiting to purchase a really nice car that you could do, but it's probably not the wisest thing right now. Like There's something oh, in yeah. your character that happens when you have patience.
1: Yeah, and I, I practice what we preach around here. And up until seven months, eight months ago... I drove a 2009 Honda Civic, high mileage, body damage all over, and I didn't care because I had a priority, delayed gratification. I said, I'm going to pay off our house, Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to upgrade in car, and I'm still going to do it with wise parameters. And it felt different when I bought that car because I know the sacrifice that it took to get to that point versus walking into the dealership, buying a car that I really was a little too much for my income and just going, it's fine. I want to drive this car now. Yep. And so I think that creates a different type of person. It changes your character when you can have that level of delayed gratification.
0: That's right. That's right. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for the call. Thank you, America, for listening. And thanks to James, Ben, Zach, Andrew, and Jenna. Man, there, ha- there aren't many girls back there anymore. Jenna, right. I-, I respect you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, America. We'll be back.
1: Have a good day, Brand. Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube. If you enjoy this podcast, you should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Dr. John Deloney Show.
4: Mental health challenges and hurting relationships happen to everyone, but they don't have to define you. I'm Dr. John Deloney and I help people navigate through the messy things in their lives on the Dr. John Deloney Show. I'll walk alongside you as you face parenting, marriage and other relationship challenges. And I'll walk alongside you as you try to connect with people as you face depression, overcome anxiety and learn how to change your life. Listen, I want you to be well. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.